What's up, guys? It's Tommy, and I'm here to talk to you about SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the place to buy and sell tickets. They scan all the secondary market sites and get you the best deal. Green dots are good. Red dots are bad. On the interactive seat map, you can see exactly where you're going to be sitting at the game. So whatever it is you make your way out to the ballpark next, be sure to use SeatGeek. Put in promo code BREAKDOWN, that's B-R-K-D-W-N, and get 20 bucks, 20 smackers off your first SeatGeek purchase at SeatGeek. Life's an event, we have the tickets, and now we have a great episode for you. Stay tuned. can wait. Come kick it in the break room. And here we go. Here we go indeed as Tommy Caruselli joining me as always, Rex Eastwood, Sam Murphy. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing all right. I mean, it's February. I don't think there, I think in it, I don't know if it applies to you, Tommy, but like there's a stretch in Indiana during February where you just don't see the sun like post Super Bowl until March Madness starts. It's just gray every day, and it sucks. So that stretching in, in Cleveland is not February. That is late November to March. <laughs> yeah, it I think, is, I, I, think I noticed it a lot more post-Super Bowl whenever there's just, like, nothing, like, sports-wise to really look forward to until March. So. Okay, so, yeah, after the Super Bowl, it, it, I kind of you, – you notice it more, but working – uh, where I work and just staring out the window all day. And it's like, wow, I haven't seen the fucking sun in a minute. And I'm a guy that I love my, 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 my sunglasses. I love rocking them. And I look like a dummy every time I go to rock my Oakley's and it's just, Oh, it's, you know, the snow is just so bright. It fucks my eyes. And like people looking at me like, dude, we haven't seen the sky, the sun in a month. Why don't you take those Oaks off my guy? Uh, enough about me being an idiot. Rex, how are you? Tommy coming in blaze to sling some meat. Love to hear that. We're in the Oakleys behind the stand. I definitely trust that as my butcher. I wouldn't go anywhere else. Uh, pretty solid night. Sixers play late night, so I'll be up late. Uh, Flyers are on the COVID break, so a little sad there. So got to get my hoops in when I can, especially watching the hardwood. But the Thursday night slate sucked. Yeah. Thursdays are, are have been just tough in general lately, whether it's the, the hoop slate or – no, no, without Thursday night football going back to, you know, like early or late December, like it's just they don't hit the same anymore. Thursday, Thursdays just aren't. Yeah, they're not the same. Definitely. Well, OK, so so let's go off that. Speaking of Thursday, Thursdays, the state of Ohio lifted its curfew. Guys, COVID can't come out to play past 11 and, and uh, at night anymore. We're allowed to stay out. Realistically, I should be celebrating right now, but I'm taking my Thursday with you guys so uh daddy dewine let us out of timeout, and and thank goodness um i'm so ready to be past this stage of life are you guys still have curfews and stuff in effect not where i live i mean in northeast indy i mean downtown indy might but really not anything up here rex while you guys in philly 
there's probably curfews. I'm just not trying to go out past 11 p.m. right now with all the crazy. So I'll get my day drinking in, and that's where I like to thrive. Yeah, likewise, likewise. I'm honestly more. I I I don't even. I'm I'm not a bar guy to begin with. So like, I don't even care about that. But like, 24 hour gym was locked down at 10. Uh, like the 24 hour uh supermarkets locked down at 10. And when I'm coming home from practice and it's it's 11 o'clock and I just need a snack and I don't feel like snagging Taco Bell, it w- it would have been really nice to to hit up the 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 local local supermarket and and grab like a pre-made chicken or something like that. Um, but enough about that. Speaking of people that are probably waking up on a Thursday, not doing great. Thomas Brady got on one in the Bucks Super Bowl parade. Uh, what did we think about him throwing the Lombardi? Love it. I guess when you have more than any other franchise, you, you can just do that to the trophy because you've held it more often than any player ever. Right, uh, Sam. What about you? I'm sure Gronk has enough practice. With, like he's the only one on the other boat that probably had any kind of practice catching the Lombardi Trophy. So I, I mean, I'm sure as long as Gronk's on the under, other end of that, that's fine with me. Did it strike you guys at all as disrespectful? No. Yes. Sneaky disrespectful. Sneaky disrespectful is exactly how I would do it. Sam, you don't see it as disrespectful. I I, I want to hear your point, but Rex. I mean, just like the 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 trophy's sacred, right? Yeah, you don't throw the NBA trophy around. You don't throw the cup around, even though you couldn't throw the cup that far. But it just kind of seems like, yeah, he owns the league, but I think he's trying to make more of a personal statement than anything else with that move. Or he's just that blitzed. I think it's I a mean, combination of both. Sam, go ahead. See, this is bullshit. This is a double standard in trophies because you're allowed to do pretty much anything you want with the cup. So, I, I mean – Football's trophy is like one of the, or the NFL's trophy is one of the lamest in sports, I would say. I mean, it's not. Ooh, ba- baseball has entered the chat. Oh, no, no, baseball's definitely worse, but like get some, get something fun going with uh, the NFL trophies, the other trophies other than the cup. That's fair. That's fair. See, I, I don't mind you using the, the trophy as like a beer luge or, or anything like that, but like, I don't. I don't know. Just throwing it. Something about throwing the trophy. Across I don't think that boats. floats. I don't think it floats. So if that went under, mm-hmm. and there's only one Lombardi, right? Uh, probably not. Yeah. There, no. There is only there's well there's three technically. There's three Lombardis every year for the Super Bowl. The one that you saw the players get. Maybe I'm talking about something else. But there's. Or do they just make Either way, for all the other ones because I I, wa- I had to watch Tom Brady try out with another one every fucking year. Oh and- no 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 no! It's not it's not like the Stanley Cup where you know that was the one the Chiefs had last year, but like that Super Bowl got that Lombardi. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking of something else. Maybe I don't know. Uh, regardless, and then Tom having to be trotted in uh, to the I, I mean, what would you call that the the post parade party? I guess. It's probably just out of Hooters since it was in Tampa, I'm sure. I mean. Had to be. Uh, Duckies. That's Evan Longoria's restaurant down there. Great wings if you ever get a chance. But, um, I mean, he was hammered. He was blitzed. It, it almost made me like him more, which I hate, like, seeing this side of Brady. But, like, that's you have to respect it. Like, all every single one of us would be that hammered. Like, Well, yeah. Lane Johnson said it the best. 
The Patriots don't like to have fun. We like to have fun. Have we seen Brady ever go anywhere near that hard for uh, Patriots Super Bowl? One, I'm never going to be watching the footage or care what the highlights they show from a Patriots Super Bowl, so that could just be me missing it. But it looked like he was just letting loose that Bill, Daddy Bill wouldn't let him do. Yep, it was absolutely something that that Daddy Bill wouldn't let him do. Gronk always went that hard. Well, yeah, but I think I think also it's part of it with uh, like Gronk is Gronk, but Brady and Belichick were married, so I think to a degree, Brady had to be the Belichick image. You know what I mean? Like not to that degree. But, like, you saw him not even get on Twitter until, what, two years ago? Yeah. And so now I think I think even – I think you could even argue even if this happened in New England, he would have been as unbuttoned as he was because he was just kind of out of the shadow. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, I think it's I think he's reached the official fuck it point of his career. Yeah, he's playing on borrowed time, and he just got more Super Bowls than any other franchise yep. in, the, in the NFL. So I'd do it. Yep. All right. Another thing we saw during the Super Bowl that we didn't talk about uh, was the Hall of Fame class, 2021 Canton Hall of Fame class. Peyton Manning, Charles Woods, and Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Drew Pearson, Alan Fanica, Coach Tom Flores, and Super Scout Bill Nunn. Let's go off the top. Peyton Manning, two-time Super Bowl champ. Sam, I'm sure you had a poster of him somewhere in your room. Why don't you lead off our Peyton talk? I never had a poster. I was never a big poster kid growing up. I mean, I had a couple, but no, I was just, I never, parents never really got into, or got me any. So I was just, I did have a Super Bowl uh, frame poster in the room. So I always had to look at that and I respect Peyton for everything he did in Indy. So I love the guy. Rex, you're shaking your head. Is it just because him not being a, uh, did you not have a Sports Illustrated for Kids like subscription? Like my yes. entire one wall at least had 35 to 40 posters of this, whoever it was. You got the flip. You had the grade who got to make the wall, and it was just like my wall of fame of. And then sometimes if they both sucked, it ended up in the trash. But, yep, yeah. Um, only, my, thought, or my dad was the only one in the house with a Sports Illustrated subscription. So No, there was Sports Illustrated Kids, though. I understand that, but he was the only one in the house that got the Sports Illustrated subscription. Oh, so you never, you've never read a Buzz Beamer comic, never, or a, or a, or done a What's the Call in the back? Oh, dude, I lived for when that came in the mail every time. It was just mm-hmm. must do reading. But yeah, with Peyton, I definitely had a Peyton poster on my wall just because it came in one of that. And I mean, five time MVP. I mean, there's no really questions asked. He's making it. It's a silly conversation, and people never watch football if you think otherwise. How long did Peyton have the goat in your mind until Brady took it from him? Um, Probably Brady's fifth. That was mine as well. Rex, did he ever have it for you? I mean – there wasn't much goat talk during when Manning was coming in. And I kind of getting sick and tired of the goat talk because how can there be multiple goats at this point? When But it wasn't really goat talk. It was just like, who's better Manning or Brady. I feel like. Yeah. During that. I mean, it was just always, I think you, I mean, Manning had the more of the skill, but I take a lot more into winning than skill sometimes. So I just think Brady kind of had it the whole time. Manning was the one who was trying to knock him off 
because before then you had the 80s and 90s quarterback that were holding it. So Payne was just the best producer that just couldn't win. That's oh, I'm fair. sure. I'm sure. Like it was just me being a like little bitch hater of Tom Brady. That that was the real reason that I was holding on to it. I mean, he kicked he kicked our dicks in the dirt every year in the playoffs. So I had nothing to do but just sit and watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he he did kind of have the better end of it with you guys. Um, but Charles Woodson next on the list. Michigan man, Heisman winner, Super Bowl champ, four-time All-Pro, nine-time uh, Pro Bowler, 65 uh, career interceptions. A heck of a stat line for him. Charles Woodson, to me, I never really got to see prime Charles Woodson, so it's hard for me to say and, and have takes, but do you guys have takes on him? Yes, he was probably the most elite player in NFL Street which made me go back and watch all of his highlights because he was just sick. He had, he could read the ball. Um, I remember champ Bailey was used to be the guy I used to hang on to. But then once I actually got Charles Woodson highlights, I'm like, I'm sorry, champ Woods much better. And I mean, I love seeing the cornerbacks and safeties get in. Cause I feel like they don't get a lot of the love. So just that he's no questions asked. I mean, he's that good. And he had, a, and I'm pretty sure he did do some kick returns as well. That were electric. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he he won the Heisman at Michigan. I don't, I'm I'm sorry, Tommy. Uh, That's fair. I mean, he he was dominant at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, he like Rex said, Champ was like always. I think it was whenever you're younger, you just kind of recognize the people who are in the playoffs, and the Raiders never were, and like the Broncos were always kind of getting to the AFC Championship game or divisional round with the Colts and Patriots and everything. So like Ty Law and Champ were definitely up there in my eyes is like but going back and watching the tape is definitely charles woodson or deserved to be up there yeah and that's kind of the exact thing for for where i'm at i just like i said i never really got to watch watch his prime it was always highlights for me but yeah he's an absolute difference maker now let's talk about a guy we all got to see in his prime because we never saw him hit his decline megatron calvin johnson of the detroit lions three-time all pro six-time pro bowler 11,619 yards and 83 touchdowns in only 135 games. I mean, there's not much more you can say besides Megatron, right, Sam? Yeah, I I mean, he's kind of like one of my favorite football what-ifs. Like, what if he didn't retire at 30? What if he wasn't on a dog shit team for his entire career? Um, I mean, Drew Pearson is the other wide receiver on this list. Granted, different eras, but... Drew Pearson, seven seventy eight hundred yards and twenty more games, and Megatron has four thousand more yards. Like just different eras, but Megatron was definitely one of the best receivers to ever play the game. Like I don't care what his stats say, he's by far one of the best. Definitely the the best wide receiver of our what would that be? Our teen years, right? Early, uh, late teen or mid teens. Late teens, late teen, yeah. mid mid to late teens. Rex, when you think, uh, Ch- uh, I almost said Chad Johnson, Calvin Johnson, what do you think of? Um, him ruining one of my Thanksgivings because I'm pretty sure he caught three touchdowns and each of them was him mossing a different Eagles uh, DB. Uh, it, was, it was pretty sad, that one. But, 
I mean, the Lions are just now, they ruined Barry Sanders. They ruined Calvin Johnson because if any of those two guys aren't on those teams, I think Calvin's up there with Jerry Rice, with whoever else you want to put up there for top five receiver of all time. Like, number one, I think Calvin Johnson, he has the limited slate, but he just didn't want to keep doing the same shit with the Lions every year, and I'm not surprised. So that's just where just pure raw ability. I mean, I would love to see him in today's NFL. That throws the ball even more because he would honestly might average 15 to 18 catches a game just because he comes down with everything that's thrown in his vicinity. Yeah, agreed 100%. And it's I, I didn't think I would be pulling a specific memory when I said, what do you think of? But I'm glad that I got, I got one. That's That worked out really well. <laughs> One of the best feelings in fantasy was getting Calvin Johnson in the first round. Oh, yeah. He you was. Knew you were there for the year. Yep, exactly. He was the first fantasy cheat code I can remember. Yeah. Uh, last one that we're going to go into depth on John Lynch, uh, Buccaneer during his career, currently, or I'm sorry, Buck and Bronco, currently 49ers GM, nine time Pro Bowler, two time All Pro, won a ring with the Bucks. What do we think about John Lynch? Because he was the first, like, obviously we remember guys like, like we said, Champ Bailey, um, Ty Law, those hard-hitting corners, those great cover corners. John Lynch is the first safety that I remember. It, it, do, do any of you guys echo that? Troy Palomalu? Yeah. And John Lynch was before Troy Palomalu. Oh, I thought you meant getting into the hall. Oh no 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 like no no! For, I, I, like just, the play. I just mean like like watching play because we're we're finally hitting the age where we're watching these Hall of Famers play and it's not grainy footage. Yeah, Ed Reed's probably number one for me. Mm, that's fair. Just just because I, mean, I, I just I was a big college I was in a big college football house growing up and Ed Reed was always on the screen so. I just think it's I mean I just don't remember much of Lynch just because those were when I was younger but. He's a current GM and he's getting elected in one. Does that just kill all motivation because you made it into the Hall of Fame? Is he making it into the Hall of Fame because of his playing ability? Because he's 49. Or is he making it in because of his GM stature? Because I'm pretty sure Belichick and coaches don't get in until they retire. So, like, what makes someone in the front office eligible that's still a current position rather than someone coaching? Could he go in twice? Is he just going to become Elway now and like just throw shit at a board and hope it sticks? Like just coast on his laurels for the rest of his career? I think I you can go. In, I think you can go in twice though, as a player and the, because I know Flores. He wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he he went as a coach and not a player. So is he as so is Lynch going as a player? And it just yeah. took them yeah. so much longer than everyone else to get in. I believe so, right? I mean, that's where it's just strange that he's been on the ballot because he's 49 years old. So that means he has to be on the ballot for at least 10 years at this point. Well, football football is the sport where, like, you don't fall off the ballot, but you Which could is all- weird. You can get caught in a log jam. Clay Matthews. <laughs> yeah. So. Which- we're not going to get into it. We're not getting into Clay Matthews talk here. Uh, the rest of the, of the Hall of Fame uh, class, Drew Pearson, Cowboys wide receiver, Alan Fanica, Steelers, Jets, Cardinals guard, Coach Tom Flores of the 
the Raiders and Seahawks, and then super scout of the Steelers, Bill Nunn. Any comments on any of these guys? Because none of the uh, Alan Fanica, I remember, but I don't, not enough to make a comment on. And then Bill Nunn, what the fuck is the scout doing in the Hall of Fame? That's going to be Jonah Hill being in the Hall of Fame soon for the MLB. That's the only way I can think about it is this dude is doing some brown, some groundbreaking shit. But yeah, I got nothing to say about these four guys. Can't say I, I'm familiar, so I don't want to just speak out of my ass for these guys. Fair enough. I'm the same way. Sam? I mean, you make it six decades in the NFL. I feel like you should just get an honorary spot. And if you're in if you're in an organization like the Steelers that had repeated success, then just throw them a bone. That's fair enough. Does he have dirt on Rooney though? And that's the reason why he was there for so long. <laughs> that's just me with my Howie Roseman and Lurie tinfoil hat on. I say that's the, only, that's the only reason why he's there is because he has some sort of dirt of uh, on him. That is a full tinfoil hat, but I am I because it's the Steelers, I'm willing to entertain it. Um, all right, let's move past that. Going to 2022, uh, I'm gonna. I mean, this is such a weird ballot for me. Tony Romo, eh, eh, Demarcus Ware, Devin Hester, Steve Smith Sr., Robert Mathis, Andre Johnson, Wilf, Vince Wilfork, and Anquan Bolden headlining the class. I mean. When Rex, when you look at this list, are there any clear cut gotta be in first balloters? Uh, maybe Wilfork, if that, just because he has the hardware. Because you look up with all those guys that we just talked about, they all have the Super Bowls. Not many of these guys that we're talking about do, and it does look to be receiver heavy. So, I do think when it's receiver heavy like this. They will share some, uh, take away some votes. So maybe Vince Wolfork, if I have to pick one, but no one's just like has to be there. Made the NFL. Someone that makes me think of NFL. I don't think of any of these guys. Yep. Sam, what about you? I mean, I'd throw Demarcus Ware up there. Um, Devin Hester. I I just want to see a kick returner go in. I mean, he if there's one that's going to do it, it's him. And I think so. Ooh. And I think. It's, I, I think it's because he has the all-time record. I think I think any all-time record holder of a touchdown record is a first ballot guy. I think the voters. I think you. It won't not. It won't be like a unanimous decision. No. But but I think enough voters are going to recognize that he's the all-time leader in kicks and punts, and he was uh, such a force on the field that he's a guy that can get in. Otherwise, like you said, it becomes a wide receiver heavy class. Um, Demarcus Ware, I like that pick a lot. I'm privy to Steve Smith Sr. just because that dude was an absolute problem in Carolina. I'm so surprised, Tommy. You're agreeing that Devin Hester is the best kick returner. I was really hoping for some Joshua Cribs mentioned on here. I don't I know what Josh I'm doing. Cribs. pulling out champ and Jay Cribs on the street or on the pod, but I guess we're gonna do it. I so met Joshua Cribs where... at a Chipotle once. He actually still lives in the Cleveland area, and he's super nice dude. It still shocks me every time he opens his mouth because his voice does not fit his body. He looks. It... Go ahead. I was about to say he was just unreal. So I could, and when you saw his interviews, his voice did not match his body. He was he, the, he was the, the 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 size of like a running back, and then he opens his mouth and he talks like this. He's like, "Hey, I'm Josh Creed," and he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Get lay off the helium, buddy. I mean, Josh Cruz is more of like a 
flash in the pan compared to Devin Hester. I mean, Cribs is definitely the second best to do it, but I don't think he had nearly as long of a tenure as Devin Hester had. Yeah. Steve Smith over Andre Johnson. I mean, Andre Johnson did nothing for, like, he, he was in Texas. He's in Houston wasting away his entire career. Steve Smith, he's actually like a he, – he was a terror on the other sideline. Yep. When you faced him. Yeah, and I just want to button that point up on 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 Cribs versus Hester. Cribs did it quick, and he he had like he got to like eight or nine, and he did it in like three seasons. Whereas Hester was more like a body of work and had, did it for the long haul, and that's why I would I would give the Hall of Fame nod to Hester over Cribs. And Hester and, had so many less chances too, because people are just like just fucking booted out of bounds. Just don't make us do this. And I think Cribs, even though he did have the same credibility, I think they are still more. Uh, to punt it into the field of play than with Hester. It was just straight kick it out. Also, wasn't Hester the only player to ever run back the opening kickoff of a Super Bowl? Believe yes. I know he did it. I don't know if he's the only one. That's the only thing that would be holding me back. Sorry. Is, Romo, half, is yes. Romo first ballot? Fuck no. No. He's not a second ballot, third ballot, ninth ballot, gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? I don't know, does Jim. He- do you? <laughs> does, does he get does he get in as a broadcaster one day? No. Okay. I, I'd rather him he's, get he's in more, for he's that. More, oh, I was gonna say I'd, I'd rather him get in as a quarterback than a broadcaster. I think he's a dog shit broadcaster. He was worse as a quarterback. He did abs- two playoff wins. You're seriously gonna put someone in the NFL eight to nine seasons with two playoff wins? I mean, the Seattle botching moment on holding the extra point. I was like, saying, that was the that was the end of quarterbacks holding, and it was just time after time after time he never did anything to help his team succeed. If you want a quarterback that made your team go six and ten to oh shit, we might break ten wins this season. He's your guy. He mm-hmm. was a stable, run of the mill, top ten fringe quarterback every season. But no, there's no reason why he deserves to be anywhere close to the Hall of Fame. I'm with you. You're not going to find an argument here, so don't come looking for one. Um, any other notes on any of these? Um, any of these other guys in the class? Anquan Bolden's a sneaky one, but Ooh. just if I would like to see him not be with Fitz this whole time, just to see the pure potential there. That's fair. That's fair. I, I can get on board with that. Um, for me, Andre Johnson, all that's going to stand out is the fight against uh, that dude from the Titans. When I think Andre oh, Johnson. I, yep. All I think is the, the Cortland Finnegan fight. I don't think of anything um, anything else. But, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's kind of going to put a button on a, on the season for the NFL until until draft time, realistically. Uh, unless, unless the new league year starts and, and they go ham with trades and, and whatnot. But boys we have entered the dark times oh it's the rumor mill anything fucking flies at this point someone went out and took their kid to school and blew a red light up front page this is what they're leading on espn with today so yep just get ready for them to milk it and find whatever angle they can fair enough but i still would qualify that as dark times i miss football yo we got fcs you're we not going to be FCS. watching FCS football, Sam. I don't know if there's going to oh, be no. TV yeah. anywhere, but 
I'll, I'll go watch some SCS, dude. I'll, I'm like a junkie. I'll, I'll take anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that starts within the next two weeks. Let's get it. Let's bring football. Bring football back. But until then, like the, like the Chiefs, let's talk golf. Uh, PGA is allowing range finders for all championships this season. Will it speed up the pace of play is, is the question that you posed here in the Doc Rex. I, I want to get to that in a second, but I want to start with just the simple, do you like this move, not like this move? Um, I'm not good enough or good friends with anyone that has a rangefinder, so you're not coming to me to see if that's going to help, but the stupid-ass camera angles we're going to have and just the memes of people looking through it then putting something else. I mean, they're pros. Why do you need a rangefinder? Just make it more fun. Take the technology out of the game. It's a sport. Sam? See, they're going to get the same information anyway. So if it's going to take that, if it's going to make it easier for them, and then they can just not have to go find a fucking sprinkler head and walk it off like we're playing at a fucking Muni. Like, yes, allow it. I don't, it does not going to bother me. They're going to get the same number anyway. Like, yeah, we give them, it's just going to make it faster. Not that it really matters, but when, I took a golf trip with some buddies and like five of them had range finders. And I'm not, I'm not the type to use a range finder, but like the sliding scale of range finders is crazy. So like, there's some that like pin it and like, just, okay, that's your straight line distance. It's, you know, let's just say a buck 70. There's others like, Oh, it's a buck 70, but it plays like a buck 30. And it's like, Oh, it's a one, it's a buck 70, but it plays like a buck 30. And there's wind coming from the left. It's like, bro, like so, so do you think these are going to need to be regulated of what type of rangefinder you're going to be able to use, or do you think it's going to be just free willy? No, because you can figure out where the wind's coming from and everything. Still, I mean, like, but the play, the plays like yardages are actually a, a pretty interesting point about it. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna they're they're smart. They're pros. They're gonna get. They already have this information. They're yeah that information. Like oh. they they know it. Oh, Rex, go ahead. I'm just waiting for ones of those motherfuckers things to break and then you just bitch and whine and the thing, oh, it broke on 17, so that's why I hit it into the water. I mean, just when you're bringing this much technology and you're putting it in your hand while you're playing, like, I'd rather have them ride carts before they fucking do a range fighter. I wouldn't hate carts. I mean, there are carts with range finders, so let's just get it all, get it all going. Man, you play at some nicer munis than me. Um, oh, I don't play. That's not a muni thing. That's uh, like I'm playing with the rich friends this time. That must be nice to have rich friends. Um, all right, let's go back to it. So it kind of goes with this, the point. Do you think it's I think it'll speed up the pace of play because like you guys were saying, there's not you don't have to go walk to a sprinkler head, then walk off six yards and then stand over your ball and go, is it six or is it more seven? What do you think? I'm kind of in the same boat where it's just like it is what it is. Step up and hit it. Let's go. Yeah, I think it'll greatly help pace of play. I mean, if it if it gets me like a three hour forty five minute round instead of a four hour and forty five minute round, like that's fine. I'm I'm game with it. Yeah, if it saves a minute a hole per player, I'm cool with it. We're going too far. Oh, I don't know. I just don't like it. It's just too much technology in a sport for me. I hate so, the video reviews, how long they take, all, like, the more. I mean, I want the refs to have some ability to, like, look back at stuff. I know it's not the same, but the more technology we're putting into sports, the more I'm starting to dislike it. 
I can understand that point. I can. I just think that golf being a sport that um, is very slow to begin with, it couldn't hurt to have a little boost in the right direction. I get your point, though. Pebble Beach this weekend. Um, I mean, I don't even know who's in the field. I know Brooks isn't playing because he won on Sunday. Any, 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 anybody to watch? Any Flyers, Rex? Uh, the only thing I got is looking at Jordan's tweets, and it looked like he's fading Spieth hard. So, can never really doubt that angle. So, if you have to do anything, I would say fade Spieth. Yeah, he was he was last in driving accuracy last week, and Pebble Beach is not a place where you want to be spraying the ball all over the fucking place. So, I don't know. I just I enjoy Pebble Beach like in February and live. I appreciate it more. I think living in Indiana, like just looking in the Midwest, just gray and miserable, just looking out at those cliffs and seeing the sights. Makes me think warm thoughts. Yeah, I think it's uh, I don't know what what hole it is, but just they're going to get some beautiful oceanic views and it's going to be it's going to hurt the heart. I'm going to I'm going to bundle up and pretend I'm somewhere warm. Jim Nance is going to be walking with it, watching in his backyard. (sighs) Jim Nance's backyard is beautiful, though. The freaking asshole living on Pebble Beach. Your Jim Nance hatred, I love it. It's almost as strong <laughs> as my Tony Romo hatred. Um, Rex, what's going on in the NBA, man? Me and Sam are stupid football fans. What's going on? Help us. Uh, first thing, they're deciding to have an all-star game, which I know Kevin and Daryl, our NBA show, if you guys want to check them out, I agree with them wholeheartedly. It's just stupid. Like, why put everybody at risk? Like, they're going to have the NBA dunk contest, the three-point contest. It's all going to be in one night. I just think that's the stupidest thing. And Clay Thompson is, like, one of the league leaders in votes, and he hasn't played a single game this season because they let the fans decide it. So just a whole kibosh. Shouldn't do it. Not good for this. the look of the league. Can we stay on All-Star Weekend just for a second? Because Absolutely. I mean, like, can the players just, like, say no? You got to assume there's a fine that would come in strong. Um, I mean, it's not like he's getting a ton of viewership this year anyway. Yeah. Well, if the owners and Snake Silver say you have to do it, they're going to show up at some point. So that's where, yeah. I mean, they're going to be like stuck in their locker rooms like the or in their hotel rooms. The whole point of the All-Star Weekend is to mix and mingle, like, build friends, like just have a good time. Oh, like, what you would think it would be. Yeah. Go get some lemon pepper Lou wings. And yeah, now they're not going to be able to have all that fun. So that's where it's just like, it just makes no sense. No one there's, cares there's about no- the game anyway. So that's why if the game mattered, maybe it has no impact like baseball does on home field advantage or anything. And it like still that. doesn't, it doesn't anymore either. So yeah, that's where it's just like, there's no reason to do it. You're just putting the league and everyone at risk. Like, thankfully, they haven't had a team that's had to shut down like the NHL has yet. But it's just like, I just think it's opening Pandora's box. You are asking for an absolute just shitstorm if one all-star were to test positive. Because now not only are you are you taking out teams for when they have to go back to their respective places and potentially half the league, you know what I mean, should like mm-hmm. somebody on the Eastern Conference uh, or, or however they do it now with the draft test positive, And then, you know, that guy spreads it, not knowing it, man, it's, it's, mm. you're the not more I think about it, the, anymore. The like more I think about it, the worse idea it is. 
Like, if you're legitimately going to put bodyguards and cops on the court to break up hugging, why the fuck are you playing an all-star game? Why are you playing basketball in general if you're putting bodyguards to prevent people from hugging? They're hugging the entire 48 minutes anyway. If it's that bad, what are we doing here? It's either yep. it's either one or the other. It's either safe enough to play. Tugs don't make money. Look, that's way too logical of a thought here. This is a hot take I podcast. I understand, but that's fine. <laughs> I got logical for a second. It just clicked. You know, sometimes the, brain, the wheels are turning a little bit. <laughs> just don't get stuck in the mud. Anything else in the NBA, Rex? Yeah, let's talk some two teams real quick, and then we'll talk about an actual MVP race we'll have. The Pelicans still stink. Uh, the Zion effect. Really isn't working. Uh, I disagree with Kevin and Daryl on this one. I think Lonzo Ball is still trash. Um, definitely Ooh. getting better at basketball. Definitely okay. improving. But still, uh, your prime backup point guard on a playoff contending team. And that's why the Pelicans, with all this hype, they're still pretty low. Not going to make the playoffs again this year, it looks like. I have a question for you. Who's better set up for the future, the Pelicans or the Thunder? The Thunder. Thunder. Don't they own every, like, first-round pick from now until 2028 or something? They have all that. one through 30. (laughs) I mean, maybe Zion just finally breaks because he's, what, 20 years old, fresh? So maybe you have the known candidate there or you're the known product, so he has that potential, but – the Thunder, and I'm just not going to – that team knows how to got, bring guys in and out. They're going to sign someone big. They're just playing the long game here. That's fair. That's fair. All right. The Utah Jazz are the best team in basketball. So the team that ended the NBA season last year. Yeah, Jazz are 20-5. and five. Like, actually, just, like, that is not like a hot take. That's best record in the NBA right now. Yep. I, was, I wasn't disagreeing with you. I was just – I'm shook what yeah, the, so when, who let Utah be good at sports? Time out. Let's just back this up. BYU, now Utah is good. Who let them be good at sports? Well, Utah is probably going to be good bag. during the regular season. They'll, then they'll become the punching bag again once we hit playoff time. Okay. Where this team I don't think is built to succeed. They just have a bunch of dudes who are already live in Utah, used to doing absolutely nothing outside of the game. So they're just thriving in this thing where you just have to stay in your hotel room, play basketball, <laughs> and go back. That's that's really well put. I like that a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then the MVP race. I guess that's the best way to do it because we can combine some teams. So since Utah's up there, Donovan Mitchell. So I got five can- or four candidates right now. So Mitchell's probably one. LeBron's obviously two just because he's LeBron. Three would be Jokic. Um, I just think he is the worst set off in the forum about the name because his team doesn't win basketball games even when he puts up 50. And four has got to be my man Embiid. Best record in the East. We're 14-0 when our team starts together. And notice I left off Giannis off that list. Yeah, I mean, did. I'm just so – He's the best player maybe during the regular season, but he just stinks in the playoffs. He can never – he's just not the guy or having that playoff series that brings him to the next level. We saw Carmelo have one. We saw LeBron have one. We see Wade have one. Giannis just hasn't won a series that his team shouldn't win yet, and he's gotten them the top seed. So that's where I have it between Mitchell, Braun, Jokic, and Embiid coming down the stretch. 
probably the one player in the world that like if I want to make a point like just this difference of the human race like he's the same age as me and he, <laughs> he does and I look like I do that's why he's you and you're well never mind yeah uh, he is he is him he's him and you're you <laughs> but yeah that is uh, Baker was I'm the a, guy for, for me because like it's like one of those things like you don't get uh, I, my dad had a rule was like don't buy a jersey of anybody younger than you and I like looked at a Baker jersey and I looked at his age and I was like Oh, that's too close. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah, me and Embiid's mine. Embiid's legitimately a month older than me. So that's where it's just like, yeah, but I'm not seven foot one and have the foot skills of a dude who's five foot 11. <laughs> all right. So I think we all just kind of paid the troll toll with, with trolling ourselves. But um, Sam, do you, have a, do you have a troll toll of your own? Yeah, I kind of got into it at the start. February, worst month of the year after Super Bowl. Got nothing to look forward to. Valentine's Day is a fake holiday. Like, everything sucks in February. I, mean, I guess maybe if you live in, like, a, a warm part of the country, it's not as bad. But I feel like every year I keep thinking to myself, oh, this February, the weather's not going to be too bad. We're going to approach spring, right, just nice lead up to it. But, no, then you get slammed with, like, the heaviest snowstorms of the winter. Every single year, no fail every time. It's because Puck's a Tawny Phil saw a shadow, man. He just got fucked over. Scripted. That is a fake. That is fake. It's scripted. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Whoa, you're hating on the hedgehog or the groundhog from my state and a great movie and a great movie? It's staged. It's not even real. (laughs) So let me get this straight. You, the hill you want to die on. Is that the groundhog that we trust with weather advice might not be a hundred percent accurate? Don't even trust the weather people. Like I don't, I'm not trusting a groundhog. I'm not, I'm not, I don't trust the people that they pay to stay on television and tell me what it's going to do. As someone who's worked in the outside profession, like in the outside profession, <laughs> I work outdoors. That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, whenever I have to look at a weather app, and like they may as well just—he just lists on his resume profession outside. outside. Yeah, that's what I do. Anything you need outside, that's me. I'm the master. But yeah, like uh, I, I've had a vendetta against weather people for a long time now. And, and groundhogs, apparently, definitely not that fucking groundhog. <laughs> I love it, Rex. What about you? I mean, I, I I can troll a weatherman anytime because I wish I had a job where I could be right one out of every three times and still get paid the same amount of money as if I was. Uh, Tommy, I got two here. I know I put none no in the sheet. Sorry for that. But one, I'm coming for you. Oh, I never want to see any red panda slander on my timeline or saying anyone's coming for her throat. I said hot I've seat. Seen, I did not slander I've, red panda. I've seen red panda live three times and every time it's a surprise and it's the most electric stuff. I won't go buy another beer and we'll lose if the stadium stops selling it to watch a red Panda live show. So I got to stand for my clean right here. Give me the SIM card. I'm full team red Panda here. That was pretty cool. The video I saw, but never put red Panda on the hot seat. (laughs) That's that's a, that's a good one. That is a good one. The second one is, yeah, I'm going at myself here and more mainly at Carson Wentz. We've made it so long with this drama going on where I haven't brought him up. But, man, I stand for him until we benched him this season. 
I was probably one of his biggest advocators. And at this rate where the teams made 15 plus decisions in your favor to keep you happy, to make you want to be in the city of Philadelphia and you're still being a baby back bitch. Uh, it is what it is. All the wide receivers are going to travel to Texas to train with Hertz in a month, not going to the North Dakota trip to go hunting with Wentz. So signs might be telling. I mean, it's just almost a matter of time. And I guess trolling me and trolling him where shouldn't have hung my flag with him for so long. And I don't know what else they have to do to do it. And I, any team that wants to take them, it's going to be a fun project. I don't think it's anything easy. Yeah, we, you are you're talking to two people that absolutely want no part of Carson's wins. And I, would I don't argue, even have a quarterback, and I don't, and I don't want any part of it. I was just about to say, I would argue even if the Browns didn't have Baker Mayfield, I still would want no part of, of, of Carson Wentz. My no. troll toll is to actual trolls. Not actual trolls, but you get it. Um, streaming on the old Twitch machine. Made a bet with my uh, with my checks. I lost to Michigan as the as the head coach of Ohio State, which is a travesty in and of itself. But I was going to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I made a bet with my chat that if I lost the Duke's Mayo Bowl, I would have to eat a couple spoonfuls of mayo. And I shoved it to to Georgia Tech with a last second drive to get the win. So sick brag on video games, Tommy. You should be fired. I should be fired, especially because it's the second time I've lost to, to the state up north. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. Yeah. Harbaugh, Harbaugh must not be in the game. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but with the college football revamped mod that uh, we have an article on on the breakdownsports.com, uh, Michigan just all of a sudden skyrockets to the top in like year three. So I don't know what it is about it, but like every time and Ohio State levels off and it didn't used to be like that. So I don't know if they messed with the with the future logic of the game when they modded the whole thing. But Michigan yeah. fans must be must be. I, my, that was always one of my favorite things. Like as soon like whenever you get a couple years down the road in dynasty mode, like just seeing like Miami University of Ohio, just like number two in the final BCS polls. It was always Army. Miami O and Georgia Tech were always the three. Now it's Notre Dame, Michigan, and U- U- uh, UCF. So it's just teams that get rid of their current coach that can't develop talent, but continually bring in talent. They find a new guy to come in and fix that problem. That's what yeah, it sounds like. Pretty much. You could just you could title this thing instead of uh, college football revamp. It could just be Jim Harbaugh's wet dream. And joke didn't hit apparently. No, no, I did. I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, that wraps things up for episode number four. We'll see you uh, on Monday. Thank you guys so much for checking out the pod. Check out the breakdown sports. Check out me at Tikaris eight. He, him, he, he at R East underscore Easy. And lastly, Sam Samuel underscore Murphy. We are out. Get back. To work.